What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. Welcome to the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up, or midweek wrap-up as it is this week. The Mets get back on track as Scherzer throws eight solid innings in a blowout win. The Yankees bring their anemic offense back home to start a three-game set against the Seattle Mariners. The NBA draft is this week, and the Titanic viewing submarine has 40 hours of oxygen remaining. Still nowhere to be found. Welcome to the show, everybody. How about that submarine, huh? How about it? I mean, that's a crazy story. I, listen, some things just aren't meant to be done. And going down to the Titanic to see the Titanic is probably one of them. There's no reason why you have to go down there. I, I mean, I get it. But it's not like you get to touch it or go on the Titanic. You get to look out the window, a little you know, round portal window of a submarine 12,000 feet under the ocean. It's pitch black down there, so the lights and everything. It, there's plenty of documentaries to watch. You want to see what the Titanic... Looked like before it sank? Watch the movie. You want to see what Titanic looks like now? Watch one of the hundred documentaries. They're all out there. Right? $250,000 to go down there and now you're missing? And this, this company, Ocean Gate, I was trying to go on the website to check it out just a couple of minutes ago. It crashed. I don't know if it crashed because of the traffic from all the people trying to view it or if it crashed from... The company said, you know, take the website down for bad, you know, we don't want all the bad publicity. Like, you know, listen, the company's gone at this point. I think the CEO's on the submarine, for one. Two, you, no one's going to do this again. So forget about the company. The company's, you know, company's done. But it, listen, I, and I, I, I think they're all dead, right? They're probably dead. You hope they, at this point, you, you hope they're found, but 40 hours. In the amount they're looking at over a nine hundred mile square square mile nine hundred nine hundred mile radius that they're looking. Get, you know, it's a needle. It's the definition of a needle in a haystack. And you know, I like I said, I hope they find them. I hope everybody's okay. But you you kind of got to assume the worst. And and if the worst did happen, you hope it just it was quick. You hope they didn't sit down there for 25, 30 hours hoping, trying to find something. You know, maybe it's stuck on something. How ironic if it hit the Titanic. <laughs> what if it hit the Titanic and got stuck? And the Titanic, you know, sunk, uh, sunk this submarine. But anyway, that's all over the news. Everybody's talking about that. I didn't, ca- I didn't, uh, I didn't see it from the very beginning. I picked it up like this morning or last night. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. But anyway, that's that's our non-sports version uh, topic of the day is is the submarine, the Titanic submarine. Did the Titanic sink the submarine? Are there now? There's like 12 people on board of this thing, so we'll we'll see. Um, <clears throat> this is audio version only. So if you're looking on YouTube or you're trying to find it on YouTube, not on YouTube. All right. Audio only today. We'll do some audio onlys going forward as far as the, the weekend wrap up. We will always have our video or we will at least try to always have our video on the main show on the mothership, the, uh, the locked up sports. And then don't forget Saturday. We got a big one coming up Saturday. We got Bob Usler making his return to the show. He's going to come on, talk some Mets. And, you know, we, we'd normally be bitching about the Mets, but if they play like they did last night and they get the pitching like they did from Scherzer, Maybe this team can make it a little bit interesting this summer, at least, at very least. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's start with the Yankee lineup for tonight. It is out. We have it here at Locked Up Sports. Seattle in town. Yankees coming off an embarrassing three-game sweep of the Red Sox. And this is the lineup that 
Boone have decided to put out. So leading off, it's going to be Bauer in right field, Torres hitting second at second base, Stanton is DH and hitting third, Rizzo at first, hitting cleanup, Donaldson, how you're in, even in the major leagues at this point, hitting fifth. You know, forget about hitting fifth for the Yankees. Uh, you know, he's a disaster. Bader in center field hitting sixth, McKinney the left fielder in seventh, Trevino behind the plate, eighth, and Volpe at short hitting ninth. And, you know, there's another disappointment is Volpe. I was positive he was going to be the next Derek Jeter, and I guess he still could be. You know, it's, it's his rookie year. He came in with high expectations. He played that, you know, he got a nice game on opening day, and and he had a big spring training. He won the job outright, and now, you know, he learned that baseball is, is a game of failure, and, and he is doing plenty of that. So Yankees and Reds, uh, Yankees and Red Sox, Yankees and Mariners out at the stadium tonight. 7-10 is your first pitch. Game will be on yes, the whole nine. So um, let's start with the Mets now. Mets last night, listen, I'm not getting too excited over last night because let's see you do it again. You know, this team this team has played plenty of games like this. They played well in games like this. Let's see them do it now over a stretch. And because of the hole that they dug themselves, they're gonna have to do it over a stretch. Because now they're you know, they're four games under five hundred. Yeah, they be they won last night. They they eleven to one. They got Scherzer who threw beautiful eight innings. Four hits over eight innings, only a run he gave up. It, listen, that's what they need. But I want to see it three, four times in a row from Scherzer before I start declaring the Mets back. Because that, that's, that's just, they're not back yet. The Mets have had games like this where they played well, and then they go and put a stinker or two stinkers together. So let's, let's, let's go tonight. You got Verlander against his old team. There's got to be some motivation there. He was... He was given his uh, Cy Young and World Series ring last night before the game. Let's see him go. You know, let's see him go out there and, and throw another seven innings. Now Verland has been better than Scherzer has. Scherzer, we're talk, we were talking about as he finished. I don't. I thought he might be. To be honest with you, I was on the yes, he's finished side. But as he pitched last night, it, last night it was turned back the clock. It looked just like Scherzer that we, that we paying thirty five million dollars to. So did Lindor. Lindor finally took the bat off his shoulder and he hit five RBIs. Vogelback hit a home run. I mean, you know, still not sold on Vogelback. Yeah, it's going to take a lot more for me to start changing my mind on Vogelback. But it was good to see Lindor <clears throat> get hit like that. Five RBIs, that, that's a big night. That's what we're paying them $35 million for. You don't need, obviously, you don't need five RBIs every night. You're not going to get five RBIs every night. That's fine. We need him to, to produce. 216 is not an average that you can have sitting in the three-hole or the four-hole. You know, he, he's played excellent defense. He, he's Lately, he's had some, some hiccups with the defense, but that's okay. The bat, though, how he has all these RBIs, how he's second in the NL and RBIs with a 216 average, I still don't understand. I mean, I know it's the guys in front of you get on base, but, it, yeah, you know, it's not an offer. If you had a sack fly, that's not an offer. You know, he's hitting 216. He's going to hit two out of every 10 times up. And that's part of the reason. Listen, the the Mets have dug themselves a big hole here. These next two series, Houston and Philly, you could, they, the Mets could, you know, they could, bury, they could get buried this week. You could basically, the, the Astros and the Phillies could basically kick the dirt over the Mets, and, and that'll be that before you even hit the 4th of July. A win last night, 11-1, a complete, you know, it was a blowout win. 
Like I said, Lindor, big knife for Lindor. Big knife for Scherzer. Vogelback, let's see. I'm still way we I don't have the Mets lineup yet for tonight. I will give it to you once I get it. Let me see if it's out yet. Um, but listen, tonight's big. You got to back it up with wins. You got to win multiple games in a row. The Mets have now, because of the hole they dug themselves, they got to have to have winning streaks. You're going to have to win eight of 10. You're going to have to win five in a row. You're going to have to win 13 of 16. And they're going to have to do that a couple times. First thing now is get back to 500. Right? Just, just get back to 500. That's the first thing you got to worry about. Once you're back to 500, then we can start talking about climbing up in the standings. They're five games out of the last wild card spot with three or four teams. I think it's three teams in front of them. So when you got to leapfrog over three or four teams, plus make up five games, they're going to probably have to win 88 to 90 games. And they got 34 wins. They're 34 and 38. There's still four games under 500. First things first, get to 500. Then, then worry about things after that. That's what they have to do here. And they can do it. You know, win tonight and you win the series. That's what you got to start doing. Win series and get back to 500. Forget about everything else. You know, you got to do the little things right. You got to start making these mental mistakes. I said last week, they're, they're, they're making little league mistakes. Little league base running mistakes. They're making the last out of third. They're, they're not looking at the runner in front of them. Stuff like that. Like, what are you doing? And it's and it's so frustrating to watch. It's the it's the most frustrating thing when the Mets are bad. It's the most frustrating thing to watch. The way they handled uh, Vientos, I mean, what a disaster that was, right? They bring him up here. They don't use him. When they do use him, he's not productive. And I still think I don't care what anybody says. We've asked a couple of our guests. I'll ask what uh, Yusuf thinks on Saturday. Um, I don't think Buck trusts kids. I don't think he trusts the young players. I think he wants proven major leaguers. He put. Vientos out there a little bit. He failed. Put him back in, put him on the bench, and he didn't really see see the field again. And all that does is that kills his trade value. Vientos was really one of the few chips that the Mets had in the minors to trade to get some kind of help for this bullpen or to get another bat in the lineup at the trade deadline if they're going to go for it. You know, at this point, they're teetering on the do we go for it. And make a trade, or do we sell off and work towards the future? I don't think I still don't think they'll sell off because, you know, there's too much money put into this team. It's by far the most expensive team in baseball history. It's by far the most expensive team in American sports history. So you're just going to give up after you know 80, 90 games when there's still 70, 70 something games left. I don't think Cohen will do that. Plus, he also made us this five year promise. We'll see what he decides to do. I don't think they will be sellers. So Vientos is the person now. He's really the only chip that you had. A blue chip prospect. Killing, tearing up the minor leagues. You bring him up. Now, if you're going to bring him up, okay, you can bring him up, showcase him a little bit. But he doesn't play well, and then you bench him. Shows you have no faith in him. Makes, makes teams wonder, why didn't they play him more? Why did they bring him up and sit him on the bench? Maybe they don't trust him. Maybe they saw something. Let's steer clear of Vientos and let's steer clear of the Mets. That's that's what that does. That's the last thing you want because the Mets don't have anybody else to trade. I mean, you could trade, you know, draft picks and that stuff's not valuable as valuable in, in baseball as it is in the other sports. So that that was just a blunder. They sent them back down. They got this pitcher they called up, Grant Hartwig. 
called him up. He was supposed to go to medical school. He got called from the Mets, decided to go play minor league baseball. Played well. Got called up yesterday. Trying to shore up the bullpen. He pitched, you know, he came in, he pitched yesterday. 16 pitches, major league debut. He did well. He got a ground ground out. He got a walk and a ground out. That's not good. That can't be the answer for the bullpen. You know, good for him last night. Congratulations on coming to the majors and everything. But if Grant Hartwig from AAA is your answer to the, to solve this bullpen, well, then they're, they're, they're screwed. Because, I mean, who knows what he's going to be. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a, turns out to be an excellent major league player, an excellent major league pitcher, a starting pitcher, a good closer. That can't be the answer to this bullpen. Alonzo came back last night as well. He looked, uh, you know, not great. Maybe they rushed him back. They probably did rush him back, to be honest with you. Or he rushed himself back and they just let him. Because the, the team was, you know, in free fall. You know, they've lost 8 eight of 11 since the sweep of the Phillies. The sweep of the Phillies was two weeks ago now. It's the last signs of life that this team had before last night. Finally, last night, they showed a little life. But now, like I said, let's see you do it. Do it two days in a row. Do it two days in a row. Do it three days in a row. Do it three series in a row. And then we'll talk. Because, I mean, right now, it's still... It's not looking good. You know, the division, you could basically, you know, forget about the division. They're 12 back as we are a week, uh, you know, a week and a half from July. So they're 12 games back of the Braves. They're eight games back of the Marlins. The Phillies have soared past them because since the sweep of the Phillies at City Field, the teams have gone in opposite directions. The Mets have nosedived into the ground. The Phillies have played very well. The Phillies are eight games out of first place. They're eight and two. Since they since they were swept by the Mets, now the Mets own Philadelphia. They played very well against Philadelphia. They did last year. They have so far this year. So if they could get two out of three, and tonight's the one to get, because you got Verlander going. You know he's got something to prove. He's going against the team he won the championship with last year. He got his World, Sing- World Series ring yesterday. Tonight's the one to get. Take the first two. Then you can kind of play with house money a little bit tomorrow. You want the sweep? Of course you want the sweep. But, you know, take two out of three, you take two out of three any day. Then go to Philly and sweep Philly. <laughs> sweep Philly. Right? We hate Philadelphia. So, then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big week for the Mets because this was going to be the week where, like I said, the Astros could really do damage to the Mets and then the Phillies could just kick the dirt on them and, and bury them for the season. Because if the Mets lost five of six this weekend, forget it. They'd be eight, nine out of that last wild card spot, and you'd never get. They'd never get back. You wouldn't hear from them again until the end of the season. And we don't want that. It's only you know it's June for crying out loud. You want to at least have baseball into July. Even the bad Mets teams back in the day, we had baseball up until we basically had meaningful baseball through the All Star break. This the most expensive team coming off a hundred win, hundred and one win season, playoff appearance. And the whole bottom's just falling out here in the first half. But like I said, I don't think they will be sellers. They won't be sellers at the deadline. Who are they going to sell? Who are they going to get rid of? Nobody's taking Lindor with that contract. Nobody's taking either of these two pitchers, Scherzer and Verlander, despite what Brett says. Nobody wants Vogel back. Who who are you going to get rid of? You're not getting rid of Alonzo. 
you can't get rid of the kids. So, you know, so what are you going to do? So listen, get somebody to show up this bullpen. It's not going to be Grant Hartwig. I promise you that. He might be a piece. He might be somebody they have in the bullpen. It's got to be better than Adam Adovino, right? I mean, the losses like the one on Sunday are just crushing. They're crushing to everybody. The fans, the team, the players, the organization, the front row, everybody. Those are crushing losses. When you when you come all the way back, you tie it, and then you give up a home run like that in the ninth inning. I mean, come on. The, the day before, the same thing. They gave up a run in the ninth inning to make it an insurance run in the ninth inning. Those losses did just demoralize a whole team, a whole fan base, everything. That's why last night was an important win. And it was, you know, it was five nothing right off the bat, just like that. Five nothing. Vogel back. You know, he's run into two of them now this week. He's got two home runs in June, which matches his season total. He had two home runs up until you know four to four or five days ago. Now he has two home runs in the last four days. So listen, I'd love to be sitting here in two weeks telling you that I was dead wrong about Vogel back. Like I was about Tommy Pham. Because Tommy Pham is, you know, he's he's up for player of the month in the National League. The way he's hitting. I'd love to be sitting here telling you I was wrong about Vogelback. In another two weeks. So let's hope the, the little mental break or whatever it was they gave him. His little sabbatical. Helped him. And now he comes back and he hits the ball. But he's still not the kind of guy you want on the team. Because even if he starts hitting, he's not going to hit enough to be a, a solid DH. Okay? He's not going to hit enough where he doesn't hit enough home runs where he's not on the bases clogging up the bases or on the bases where you have to use somebody to run for him in late inning situations. So either way, I'm not a big Vogelback guy. You know? It's easy to pile on him here when, when he stinks the last month. But when he's hitting, you still got to realize he's not, he's not the right guy for the team. He's got no position. He doesn't hit enough to be a DH. What are you going to do with a guy like that? Is he going to be like your Matt Franco? With like the Mets used to have, he comes up and just a pinch hitter? That's a wasted roster spot. One that they could use on the bullpen. So there's that. So the Mets tonight, SNY, CBS Radio, uh, 8 o'clock local time, and game two of the series in Houston. The Yankees, like we said, listen, Donaldson hitting fifth. I I don't know. I don't know why Donaldson is even on this team. The 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 Yankees are coming up. That was an embarrassing, embarrassing weekend in Fenway Park. The first game was thirteen to one in I think the fourth inning. They never got off the ground that whole series. The Yankees have scored no runs. They have no offense. They can get no clutch hits. Even when the pitching is good, which it wasn't very good this weekend, they still only score two runs a game. They're hitting 135 since June 4th. 135. Lindor is hitting double what the Yankees are hitting as a team since June 4th. Think about that. Think about it like that. Lindor, who stinks, besides last night, is hitting double, as far as average goes, what the Yankees are hitting in the last month. They score no runs. They get a run, two runs a game. So 
The Mariners are an okay team. You got a good Texas team coming in after that. So it's a big it's a big week for the Yankees too. You know, the division uh, Listen, you can't be worrying about the division if you're the Yankees at this point because I don't think you're catching the Rays. You know, I don't think you're catching the Rays. The Rays are da, da, da. Yankees are ten and a half out. Okay. They're a game and a half out of last place. That's what the Yankees are. They're a game and a half out of last place. Forget about how many games the first place they are. The Red Sox are a game and a half away from the Yankees and putting the Yankees in last place. In July, with that team. Think about that for the for a second there, Yankee fans. You're not ten and a half out of first place, you're a game and a half out of last place. And the Red Sox, you know, Red Sox are let's see, what are they? They're they're three games over five hundred. That's a good division. Last place team is three games over five hundred, approaching forty wins. That's by far the best division in baseball. We all thought it was gonna be the NL East. Turns out it's the AL East. And the Rays, of course, with their, you know, thirteen game win streak to start the season, have helped it. And the Orioles give them credit five back. The Orioles are forty four and twenty seven. There's seventeen games over five hundred. The Rays are fifty one and twenty four. 28 games, uh, 20, 27 games over 500. The Yankees are six games over. So forget about the division. As far as the wild card goes, the Yankees are holding on to the, the last wild card spot. I thought they were, I thought they were two games back, but they're not. The losers are four in a row. They're a half game ahead of Houston for the last wild card spot. Now, they, like I said, they've lost four in a row. Yankees are in trouble. Judge isn't coming back anytime soon. they got to figure this out without Judge, and they haven't been able to do that yet. They're an unwatchable team. Without Judge, the Yankees are completely unwatchable. They don't score runs. They strike out a ton. The pitching stinks. They've made fielding errors. They're not, not, as, not as bad fundamentally as the Mets have been. But you can't say this is an exciting team to turn on and watch, either of them. The Mets or the Yankees. You know, you're looking forward to, you know, let's see, who, who do you want to see in that lineup? Who is it that you could possibly want to, want to watch? I mean, Stanton, Stanton's three for 30-something, three for his last 37. Stanton. That's killing the team, too. He's making all this money. See, now that's what, the, that's what these big contracts look like. You're not even at the back end. Of the stand deal yet. Yeah, I guess you are at the back end of the stand deal. But that's what these things look like at the back end. You got to win early in these long contracts. You gave Judge 10 years. You think he's going to look any better than Stanton getting hurt a lot? He's already getting hurt a lot. Stanton comes back. He's three for his last 35. That's terrible. That's three times less than Lindor. <laughs> so the Yankees open up in uh, at home tonight. You know, if you got listen, you got cold tonight, so you got to get this one right. You got to get, you got to open the series with a win, start this homestand off on a positive note. 
Seattle's not terrible. Texas coming in is going to be very good. Throwing out the first pitch tonight at Yankee Stadium is Webanyami. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I'm going to get killed for that. The first pick in the NBA draft. That's who's throwing out the the, uh, the first pitch tonight. It is the tallest first pitch in Major League Baseball history. He's probably never played baseball in his life. I would tune in for the first pitch tonight. If you're going to the game, make sure you're there for the first pitch. Because it could be very, it could be one of those classic ones that you see over and over. Classically bad. You know, it could be, it could be one of the, because when you get a bad first pitch, listen, if you're throwing out the first pitch, you either want it to be good. It doesn't matter if it's good or if it's a little bad or if you bounce it, this, that's not a big deal. The problem is when you're 50 cent about it or you throw it and it's like 30 feet. You know, there's a good chance that this guy, this kid could hit third base or first base. He might face first base and think that's where he's supposed to throw it. That's who's throwing out the first. That could be the most entertaining thing. Yankees aren't entertaining to watch. Seattle's a, eh. the best part of tonight's game might be the first pitch. The Mets, eight o'clock against Houston in Houston. Uh, it's probably, it's a big night for, for Verlander, I'm sure. You know, won a championship last year, pitched one of his best years ever last year with the Astros. You know, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, it will be obviously as a, as a Detroit Tiger. But, you know, he's probably got something to prove. Let's hope he's got something to prove. Let's hope he wants to, to match what Scherzer did last night. And I think he can. He pitched, he pitched very well last time, last week against the Yankees. He pitched very well two starts before that against Toronto when I was at the game. You know, he had a, he pitched a crap against Atlanta, but he, he's been getting better. He's been more consistently better. With Scherzer, I want to see it two more starts at least before I even start thinking about saying, okay, maybe he's not finished yet. Mets get the 500. Get the 500. That's the first thing. It's the only thing they should be looking at. Win series, get the 500. Then we can start talking about playoffs. And we're going to do it all. We're going to listen. We're going to break the Mets down every which way on Saturday for you with, with Mets Superfan and WFAN update guy, Bob Usler, Mr. Met, as Mike and the Mad Dog used to call him. Retired now, enjoying his life. Wants to come on and talk baseball with us. So Wade said, of course you could come on and talk baseball with us. He is welcome anytime he wants. So that pretty much does it. Just a quick quick half hour I wanted to give you. Got work tonight. Got everything going on. Got the baby. You know how it goes. Life is, you know, life is moving pretty fast. Uh, Yankees, 7 o'clock. Oh, you know what? Before we go, let me see if we got a Mets lineup for you. Real fast here. Tell you by Saturday we're going to know it's going to it's going to be important. Tonight's game is important for the Mets because you got You got you don't want to. You know Carrasco stinks. The rest of the rotation is not great. Senga is the rest of it. You got Scherzer, Verlander, Senga, and then you know pray for rain. Is kind of what you're looking at with the Mets lately. Tommy Pham again. I, listen, I can't believe Tommy Pham. Ever since I killed him, he's just been killing the baseball. I don't see the Mets lineup out yet. Um, okay, so that does it. Listen, Saturday, we'll talk to you Saturday. Make sure you listen Saturday. Watch Saturday. 
We will have video. Don't worry. Video will be available on Saturday and going forward. I just wanted to do a couple of these weekend wrap-ups, just audio, because I'm a radio guy. So that pretty much does it. Let's uh, let's go Mets. Let's get a win here tonight. Yankees, eh, who cares, right? <laughs> so we'll talk to you on Saturday, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.